We've done a handful of shows. In fact, oh, it just hit me. The last time we did a show from the Embassy Suites. Let me test. Let me test your memory. I don't know if, if TJ's still in or if Josh is in. Josh, are you in or is TJ in? This is good trivia. Okay, I can okay. already tell you, I don't think I'm going to get the answer right, but go ahead. Okay, okay. I'll even give you the the, the timetable. Okay, th- you ready? Never mind. I think I do know what it was. Do you? Okay. The last time we were here at the Embassy Suites. Was basketball related? Was very good. The Trey Young Athletic Center? Trey Young Athletic Center was having its ground. Now, I didn't get to talk to Trey, but I got a chance to celebrate it, and we talked to a lot of dignitaries from the Norman area. But something happened, Josh, later that day that changed the course of college sports. Do you remember? Is that the the day we found out that uh, Oklahoma and Texas might be on the Ding! Move? Ding! Ding! Let's go! Look at the memory. Look at the brain on Josh. What a memory on you, huh? That is correct. The last time we were here, it was uh, a little bit warm, and we were outside on the blacktop, and we were breaking ground for the Trey Young Athletic Center. And remember, we saw Josie was there, Zach Selman was there to celebrate. Uh, I think mo- I think a lot of uh, Sooners were there. There were basketball players. And legitimately, I got in my car to drive back to the station and drop off equipment. Well, I might not even have had uh, equipment. Uh, Tyler may have had it by that point. But I was going back to the station for some reason, and ding, it breaks. The Texas A&M article, and everyone's mind is blown. Huh? How about that? So, in keeping with tradition, as soon as we wrap up here, there's going to be all kinds of breaking news all over the place. You think that's a a, a fair... Now, I don't know if it'll be OU Texas to the SEC breaking news, but I feel like, Josh, the standard has been set, right? Correct. Be on the lookout for USC and Notre Dame to announce today they are joining the SEC. Oh, my gosh. Immediately, Lincoln Riley moves jobs. Um, we got a lot to get to on the program today. You can, as always, hit us up on Twitter. That's at Plank Show, at Josh on Ref, and everybody should be following us at Sports Talk 1400, as well as at Buzz Tulsa and at 947 The Ref. Also, if you're listening on one of our great affiliates, thank you. But you can also download the Sports Talk 1400 app and listen to us anywhere, anytime. And I can tell you what, I've been, um, I've been using the Sports Talk 1400 app a little bit more, Josh, now that I have a phone where I can keep more than one app on my phone. It's been, uh, it's been a nice addition to the, to the plank, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Repertoire. Repertoire? Try? Anyway, to my, uh, overall portfolio. So check it out. It's well worth your time. A lot of good information on there and all of our programming 24-7. How was your Monday night, Josh? you do anything fun? It, I, you tell me if this is fun. I roped Dad into a building project, and we spent about five, five and a half hours assembling a desk bookshelf and a desk <laughs> yes 
So what, that's not something that you would count on Joey to help you out with? You need to tag in dad? Because I would probably do the same thing. I would trust my pops over my stepbrothers for sure. Joey did some mild assisting, but he ah, was, okay. uh, I don't okay. think it's fair to describe him as a prominent figure in the setup here. He did help out a little bit, but dad's good at those uh, building-type gotcha. projects. I usually am. But there's always, I'm always concerned whenever I get done and there's like four or five little pieces left over. It's like, ooh, these don't seem very big, but they do seem they could be somewhat important, right? And I'll always chalk it up to, well, it's it's extra hardware that you might need. But then in my mind, for every time that I use either that desk or that shelf, I'm like, gosh, I hope that one little extra screw doesn't come out to be something pretty important for the long-term stability of this thing. We I built uh we built a, I had to build a desk whenever we moved to our new house, Josh, and I still have this little Ziploc bag of about four screws and these little plugs just in case. Just in case the whole thing like literally one day I'm at home talking to you on the show or doing one of my shows and the whole desk falls apart. I'm like, ah, dang it, that's where that screw needed to go. But I think your pops is probably a little bit more adept at the, at getting that, that done than I am, right? Well, you would you Maybe. would think so, but I can confirm that once we finished, we realized, oh wait, we skipped, we skipped one step in building this desk. So there's a part of it that could be a little more stabilized, but I don't oh, think no. it's a long-term problem. I'm confident that it's going to be okay. Okay, that's awesome. Well, cool, dad time. Now, did dad time include Rams Cardinals last night? Yeah, we were. I can't sit there and say that I actively watched every snap but it was on in the living room and i was <laughs> taking regular breaks from gotcha said you got you screw that in <laughs> you, you got that where the screwdriver doesn't fit so you got to basically hand screw it in listen while you're working on that dad, i'm gonna go check the score of the game real quick i'll report back to you and you're gone for like 10 minutes be back at 15 pulled, they're in the red zone <laughs> i pulled a doozy this weekend we were at uh well i i mean i don't think the trails would mind me saying it we were at the trail Santa brunch which is they do it one Sunday. I love it. Santa was there. As I told you, Josh, Santa's a big OU softball fan. Mrs. Claus, big OU. We talked OU softball. So I think my stocking's going to be full of goodies this year. So uh, they had Christmas stuff on all the TVs in there, right? And obviously the Raiders game wasn't going all that well. <laughs> Maybe that's an understatement. But in my, in my mind, I'm a dumb fan, so you're always like, ah. Yeah, maybe if they score here and they get one hold and they score, suddenly it's a two-score game. Then maybe it's a game again. So I went to the, I, I went to the locker room every so often. I'm like, ooh, I gotta, something's not sitting with me right. I gotta go to the bathroom. So I'd go in the locker room, Josh, and I turn the game on. <laughs> I'd be gone for like five minutes, just enough to watch the Raiders go three and out. And then I come back in, and then I'm like in my head, I'm like, ah, maybe this thing got closer. Like, ah, guys, I gotta, guys, I'll be right back. I gotta go back to the bathroom, locker room, real quick. I'll be right back. On the third trip, everyone kind of figured out what I was doing, and I was busted. But I would take it that you probably weren't as condemned like I was whenever you're just updating your dad on scores, right? <laughs> right, yeah. No, okay. it was okay. You you need to step away every little bit just to keep yourself sane over the process right. of those five-ish yeah, oh, hours. Today, we are on the road at the Embassy Suites Hotel, as we brought up. But that's not the focus of our trip today we're not here to to sit here and tell you about all the great things at embassy suite the 
uh, expanded, I guess you could say, convention center that they have here, the John Q. Hammonds Convention Center, which can house incredible events. They uh, have an, a really nice bar area, and I've stayed here many times, a lot of nice rooms. But that's not why we're here today. We could, but it's not our why. Our why today is the Mary Abbott Children's House. And it is, you know, I, I talk about this a lot. There's certain things that just are really, really hard to talk about on the air. Whenever I would, and I think some of our Tulsa listeners might remember this, at 14.30 The Buzz for the longest time, we did a fundraiser for the for CAN, the Child Abuse Network. And you would have these people come in and tell their stories. And it's so, so hard to listen to. And it's gut-wrenching. And it pulls at every single emotion. And it induces anger uh, and sadness. And, and almost that uh, you can't listen to it, but you have to. And so we're here today to celebrate the hard work and raise awareness and funds for the Mary Abbott Children's Hospital, our Children's House, excuse me. This is their annual basketball coaches luncheon. So Porter Moser and Jenny Baranchek will be speaking. Now, Josh, we need to be on our toes today. I just want to make this very clear quickly. Because, uh, and I and I, I think TJ's hip to this, I think. I, I don't remember if we dotted I's and crossed T's. But there may there may be an early exit. There may be a drop of the escape door at like 11.15 today, where suddenly you're like, where'd Planko? The good news is we have plenty of audio and interviews to get us there, but that's a heads up on the show today. Uh, we also are slated to have K.J. Kindler with us at some point. Now, I texted Coach last night, and I said, Coach, here's where I am. Here's what I'm doing. You're more than welcome to still swing by the studio. You're more than welcome to jump on with us. Tuesdays is your show. Uh, I got the like the thumbs up on the text so you know kj could be joining us at any minute we might not hear from her until tomorrow but we definitely even with the potential early exit even with the potential conversation with kj kindler josh you have hooked us up with a very special guest in hour number two correct that's right yes ten thirty five. jake mondin new south head football coach is going to join us Tell us uh, what was attractive about the gig and what he's looking forward to being the new Sabercats head coach. So there's all of the, I guess, the announcement portion of the program. Let's get into the kind of meat and potatoes. Coming up in our next segment, I do want to talk about the official transfers of Austin Stogner and Spencer Rattler and what became almost a universally embraced move to South Carolina because – I think we're all pretty excited to see what these guys can do with Shane Beamer. And then I also think they didn't go to USC, so that makes they didn't they went to a different SC. As long as you transfer to a place where you're playing for someone we like and we don't think that it can come back to bite us <laughs> and you don't go to USC, isn't that kind of like the formula for a hey man, congratulations, good luck in your next step tweet that this guy gets? Anything that's not Yes, that USC, <laughs> USC probably going to be received. And then just the Beamer connection, I think people sure. get that part of it, too. I agree. I agree. So we'll talk about that next. But listen, I wanted to I, – I know I've, I've cut it close in this first segment, Josh, but when I was driving in listening to TJ and Drake, I, and I guess Cheesehead had called, and I, I understand, much like the coaching search, we all want answers on certain things, right? 
I mean, even still today, you have people that are like, well, if Brent Venables was going to be the guy, why didn't we just do it on Monday? Why did we have to wait until Sunday to make it official? And again, I mean, I know Joe C could tell you a, a, a thousand times that they wanted to do their due diligence and it still won't register with you. There's got to be, and, and I get it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm not calling you dope or, or getting mad. I understand. I think that Oklahoma, they had a couple guys playing in the champ, coaching in the championship games that maybe they potentially wanted to talk to more in depth. And as they went through that process and as they continue to talk to people, they realized we got our guy. So I understand the need for answers in certain things now. But with Caleb Williams, first of all, I mean, there's like a 10-part conversation here that I think we need to have. First of all, Josh, I don't think anyone is rushing him into a decision right now, right? I don't think this is a situation where either – now, would you like – and like I've said many times, I think the coaches know. I that's And, and I may be dead wrong, but I just – I get this sense with – kind of the lack of connection with any portal quarterbacks here. I don't think that Jeff Levy and Brent Venables are going to be guys that just rest on their laurels and say, oh, well, we'll see what he does. I, I think they know. But I also don't think that they were in any way rushing him. Hey, we got to know now. We need to know. you got to figure this out. And I don't think fans should be like that either. If what, who'd you say, Brandon is reporting this over 24-7 sports, and I saw Hoover had it at allsooners.com, um, if indeed he's waiting to kind of go through all of his options and figure things out at the end of the semester, I do think that's a good thing for Oklahoma. I really do. But in the same vein, I'm not I'm not freaking out that there hasn't been anything mentioned yet, Josh. Should I be? Or is it okay to have this patience right now? Well, it's a massive decision for Caleb Williams. And he Absolutely. should take the time that he feels he needs to take to make the the decision. I, I do think that there's reason to be optimistic. I don't know that the timetable influences me, though, one way more positively or one way more negatively. I, okay. I, sort, of, I sort of disagree with a little bit of what TJ was saying as I was driving in, which was, you know, that all of a sudden starts limiting your options. Look, there's going to be a slot for Caleb Williams anywhere he oh. wants to go. Well, let, let me and let me just – can I double down on that next? Because I don't want to get too far behind because I think when I make this point, it might take a while. I think if you, if you look at it from a Caleb Williams perspective and you say, man, all these slots are filling up, he's going to run out of places, I think you're looking at this the wrong way, and I'll explain next. Not – again – I can only say this as somebody who, what, we sat and talked with Parker for 30 minutes. Uh, I've, I've done the deep dive into the Caleb Williams story for our Boyd Street article piece. I've got, um, I've got Caleb Williams on the brain, and let me explain to you why that is probably the farthest thing from his or anyone else's mind. But, but I do think it's an interesting angle. Did I cover all my bases? We'll find out next. We're on location today with the Marriott K. Abbott House and their annual basketball coaches luncheon. We'll hear from Porter Moser and Jenny Baranchek today as we roll in with the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, the Plank Show rolls on. It is a Tuesday edition. 
with Josh Helmer at Josh on Ref on Twitter. I'm Chris Plank. Hit me up on Twitter at Plank Show. Everybody, go download the Sports Talk 1400 app. That way, you can hear us anywhere, anytime. All right, let's let's get real quick into the Caleb Williams conversation. Uh, we owe you some Shane Beamer, Spencer Rattler, Austin Stogner talk. You know, you know, maybe let's see. You want to get my South Carolina guy on today, Josh? Why not? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. Heath Klein. Uh, since I'm doing a segment on his show, I think it'd be only fair for me to say, you should come on our show. And who knows, maybe I could do it during that slot where I might have to disappear. Heath, thanks for coming on. See you later, buddy. Good morning and good night. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, we're at the Embassy Suites today for the Mary Kay Abbott Coaches Luncheon. All right, Caleb Williams. I don't think it matters who goes where. I think Caleb Williams is going to go where he wants to go. And part of that part of that is belief in why he ended up at Oklahoma, right? If you go back and take some time, and thankfully I did for you so you don't have to, if you go back and take some time and really dig into the how and the why, that Caleb Williams ended up at Oklahoma. It was a a very rigorous process that him and his pops went through, but at its core, a very kind of simple mindset. Their idea was, their mindset was, to make Caleb the greatest quarterback to ever play the game and increase his possibilities of playing at the highest level, at the next level, Lincoln Riley could do that for him. Period. That's it. You know, they, it went as far, Josh, it went as far as some people feeling that that is the reason why you had the kid decommit and go to Florida. Or Georgia, excuse me. And I don't know why his name just escapes me, and as soon as you say it, I'm going to be so mad at myself. Dang it, Brock Vandegrift. I almost cussed. I'm so mad at myself. A lot of people feel, and I think Parker, I'm, if I'm talking for you, let me know, but I think Parker is included in this, and I think several other recruiting gurus are as well, that you know, Caleb Williams staying involved and kind of continuing to sniff around the OU program is a major reason why Brock Vandergriff ended up decommitting and heading to Georgia. Now, you can say that's Plank, but that's a 17-, 18-year-old kid. He's had a year in college to see the Oklahoma experience and understand what being a Sooner is all about, and I would say you're absolutely right. But there's so many things we just don't know because we didn't get to talk to Caleb this year. And he's not saying much right now, right? He threw the, he threw the tweet out. And we haven't heard from him since. He's trying to get through his first semester as a college student. And imagine, not only are you in your first semester as a college student, but you're hundreds of miles away from home. He's a kid from D.C. uh, In the middle of being a college student, which is not easy. It's hard. Um, 
in the middle of being a college student, you're the starting quarterback for a, a top 10 college football team at the time. And what ended up being a team that was playing for a conference championship and maybe a spot in the playoffs if you want to dig even deeper. I mean, there was a lot. There was a lot of heavy stuff on Caleb Williams. And now, I mean, I, I haven't searched his Twitter handle in a while, but I would imagine that he's flooded with endless tweets of, hey, man, stick around. Don't go. We'd love to have you around. You know, and that can become a little bit exhausting. It's awesome. But it's exhausting. So I tell that story not to like discourage anyone from thinking he's going to stay and that he's on his way to USC because they came to Oklahoma because they believed in Lincoln. I, I, I tell it because if your thought is, and it's fair, boy, look at these other places that are starting to get transferred quarterbacks. Well, South Carolina's out for him, and now this place is out. because So I don't think any of that matters to him. I re- and I don't think it matters if a coach says, hey, man, I've got this guy that transferred in, so um, I-, I probably won't have a spot for you. If Caleb Williams decides that's the place where he wants to be that can best get him to the next level and where he needs to be, I don't think he cares how many quarterbacks are on the roster. I don't think he cares if Dylan Gabriel goes there. I don't think he cares if Adrian Martinez, and I know, listen, I think he's an infinitely better quarterback than both of those guys, but I think it's fair from a comparison perspective, Josh. I mean, it's, I understand that some might say, well, he won't have a spot. He don't care, okay? He It doesn't matter to him. And the hope here is that with, and, and we're talking about a lot of guys that Lincoln recruited, so we're holding our breaths quite a bit, right? But with the Jalil Farouks and the Mario Williams, and gosh, did I hear last night that Theo Weiss even pulled his name out of the portal, or was that just internet wives' tales, Josh? I don't know that anybody has come okay. forward. It, it, you know, actually, it's I, I think a little bit like the Caleb Williams is playing in the bowl game and then making the gotcha. decision is it's – maybe been discussed in the board's realm, but nobody has put their name on that official report. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So, in other words, no one has officially reported the whole he's waiting to get through the the year. It's just kind of a message board conversation. Well, and, I mean, it's it's been reported, but it's not been reported, if that okay. makes sense. It's not been reported in the public sphere. But do you – do you – um did you hear anything about Theo Weaves pulling his name out of the portal? I did. Or was that – Okay. I, I did last night. I I, I okay. think there's something to that. Okay, and, okay. And he was tweeting at Caleb Williams the other day, or or okay. Instagramming him. So there, there's all these positives that, as you try to tie them back to the hope, would make you feel pretty good. But if you look, I, I guess maybe the the whole bottom line point in bringing this up on Caleb Williams is. If you start checking off places because you see, if he, I, I can't think of the kid's name off the top of my head from Texas A&M that transferred yesterday. Calzada? Yeah, thank you. Um, but if you think that, for instance, uh, Zach Calzada transferring and A&M having a five-star quarterback that's coming in and everyone comparing him to Johnny Manziel, if you think that would stop Caleb Williams from saying, man, I really like what Jimbo Fisher is doing offensively, I want to go learn. I want to go play for him. If you think anyone being on that roster is going to stop him, I just I don't think that's the case. I really don't. But, I mean, again, we have to preach patience in a situation where, Josh, the obvious thing is that everyone wants an answer right now, don't they? 
Right. And I do, you know, I said I disagreed a little bit with what TJ was saying in terms sure. of if it's wait until after the bowl game, then make the decision that that was advantage Oklahoma and made him feel like he'd be shocked if he ended up leaving. For me, the timetable isn't a factor in terms of, you know, December 29th, you play the game versus Oregon. Classes, just for example, at Oklahoma for the spring semester, they don't start until January 18th. So you could still comfortably wind up wherever you would want to wind up for the spring semester. You got a couple of weeks there to do that. And, again, what we've discussed here, Caleb Williams, he was going to come to Oklahoma with Vandegrift in play, right? That's how bad he wanted to play mm-hmm. for Lincoln Riley that, and at Oklahoma. Exactly. He, he wasn't scared off by the competition, and I, I can't imagine that all of a sudden Caleb Williams, after having gotten to start the back half of this season for Oklahoma, is suddenly going to be somebody that's scared off of any yeah. situation that he's a, attracted to in college football. That being Absolutely. said, I, I do agree with TJ in this sense that I think – okay, so when I – evaluate this situation with Caleb Williams I wrote three questions down during the break in terms of what Caleb Williams is probably evaluating and I I think they rank like this in terms of importance for him in making the decision how much confidence hey hey Josh Josh do you want to hold it till after the break let's tease it all right because I'm curious on this we're talking Caleb Williams and his decision-making process. We owe you some Spencer Rattler, Austin Stogner talk. Three things that Josh Fields goes into the decision-making process for Caleb Williams next. Uh, you know, I, also, I. it's funny. The Mike Gundy story kind of blew up, but I don't know if his press conference sold me one way or the other that he did yesterday. It's kind of weird. But then again, I love it. I love that about Mike Gundy. I think he sees it, and he likes to play the game. He's not losing his job at Oklahoma State. (laughs) Even if he did have an agent that tried to go out and convince him that he could get the Florida job, whether he was working for him or not. But we'll get into it next. All right, it's Plank Show. We're on the road at the Basketball Coaches Luncheon to raise awareness and funds for the Mary Kay Abbott House right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Got an incredible group of volunteers already showing up here at the Embassy Suites inside the John Q. Hammonds Convention Center for today's Basketball Coaches Luncheon as we raise awareness and funds for the Mary Kay Abbott House. The Abbott House, it's the Plank Show. All right, Josh, you ready? I'm ready. So we've spent most of this first 40 minutes with you today carrying over a conversation from TJ and Drake this morning sitting in for T-Row, just about Caleb Williams. And I think this all spawned to Josh from a call that she's had made. And it was, ah, make a decision. What are you doing? Make a decision. I think all of us have tried to plead a little patience here. I understand everyone. Same thing with the coaching search. Everyone wants an answer now. Trust in the due diligence of the process for everyone involved. And you laid out three issues that you think are front and center for the decision-making process for one Caleb Williams, correct? Yes, and I would rank them as such. The, the most important part of the decision, I think, is this. How much confidence does Caleb Williams have now in 
new offensive coordinator Jeff Levy and your new head football coach Brent Venables to position Caleb for a long NFL future, for a high NFL draft pick. Does he feel these two guys can get him in the Heisman mix, can get him drafted within the top five of the NFL draft? I mean, that's the expectation. When you come to Oklahoma as the top-rated quarterback recruit, that's that's where you want to wind up, right? How much confidence does he have in Levy and Venables? I mean, I think that's the most pressing question. There you go. Confidence in the next OC, next head coach, knowing knowing that for the most part, things are going to be different offensively if he goes anywhere but USC. So if he ends up at... I don't know, UCLA, he's going to have to learn a new offense, right? If he ends up at Oregon, there's still a new offense that he's going to have to learn, right? So it's the confidence then, right, in what a Jeff Lebby and a Brent Venables brings that you feel like you're all in. here. I have, I have a question, and this might be dumb. Let's see. I'll, I'll ask Coach Stoops tonight. I know they're game planning for the bowl game. But is that game planning done in Levy's system? Or, you know, what's what's that process like now for, I mean, this, has Caleb Williams and the Ralph Ruckers and the Micah Bowens of the world, have they started learning Jeff Levy's system or no? That's a great looking question. I, I wouldn't imagine, so usually you don't, I don't think do a lot of installation, you know, prepping for a bowl game like this, especially not if it's a new coaching staff, I wouldn't think. I mean, I would imagine those guys want to be hands-on with this team in the spring, really, with the installation. Right. But I, I don't think Lincoln Riley just said, hey, here's my playbook as he left for Bob Stoops and company. <laughs> I know, right? So I don't, I don't know what you're doing offensively. <laughs> Does uh, Kale Gundy take the reins on that sure. and you go that direction? Does Bill Biedenbow take sure. the reins on that? I, I don't know. That's a that's a great question. Okay, okay. So, number one, I'm sorry. I don't want to get us off track here. You've got a good thing going. Number one, most important factor in the mind of Josh Helmer and the decision-making process for Caleb Williams is the confidence in the new OC and new head coach at Oklahoma. All right, what's number two? And by the way, to, to dovetail off that, that getting you to the next level. Is there another staff or situation that I, Caleb Williams, feel better about? That's the second most important piece of this. And it could just well could very well be it's Lincoln Riley and USC still. That that could be a possibility, but it could be elsewhere too. So is there another situation that I think better positions me to get where I want to go in terms of the individual accomplishments and where I get drafted. That's the mm. second most important question. I like it. I like it. Um, you know, it's interesting. I was going back here while we were talking, and Jason Kersey from The Athletic had a piece from July 10th of 2020. That was six days after Caleb Williams had committed to the University of Oklahoma. 
And I'd be curious to know, Josh, with that in place, if the factors that were important to him as it pertains to where he decided to go out of high school would be the same after one year of college. So to that point, athletics was 45%. Academics was 30%. Preparation was 15%. And intangibles was 10%. Now, athletics in that, in that 45%, was right along what you're talking about. Coach stability, NFL history, style of offense. The academics I find interesting because in that 30% was value of degree, alumni network, and academic support plus others. Preparation, strength and conditioning, sports medicine, sports science, obviously that's a whole new world. You know, is he, what was his relationship like with Benny? And I think sometimes we get so caught up in, oh, offense, 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 that we forget that that is the person that's around them the most. And then, of course, the intangible surrounding community, the fan base. Unfortunately, all this stuff that we're doing, losing our minds, going to games and cheering for him, Josh, when it came to his college decision out of high school, it was just 10% of the factor. So anyway, I just wanted to rehash that real quick. All right, one more. Wait, three things or five things? Three What'd things. What you say? Three. Okay, one and, more. I'm sorry. And this is, to me, if I'm doing the pecking order – of how the decision's getting made. This is just just my opinion because I think his professional future is and what is, you know, what happens in college for him sets up his professional future, what he can get out of his college experience to set up that NFL future that you know that he wants. That to me takes precedent, but then Getting back to the TJ and Dre conversation from earlier this morning, the longer this timetable goes, the more I think this third piece factors in. Okay. And that is how attached how attached am I, Caleb Williams, to Oklahoma, to this group of teammates, to being here, to this place. The longer the longer you stick around trying to make this decision, the more I think that starts to factor in and does become a part of this. And not that you make a completely emotional decision, but the emotions kind of kind of pull at you a little bit that, you know, it, it's been real special being around Theo Weiss. It's been real special getting to go to work with Marvin Mims every day. I like it here at the University of Oklahoma. I'm comfortable here. This fan base loves me here. I went to the basketball game a couple of times. Listen to that crowd. This crowd adores me. The longer you stay, if you're successful in the bowl game, if you go and you play well, the more I think that that starts climbing up the depth chart here in – terms of its importance of this decision mm-hmm. agree and keep in mind from that perspective as we grab a timeout think about the guys that he was responsible for influencing to come to oklahoma they're all still here for now latrell mccutcheon mario williams jalil farouk all part of that sooner summit savion bird um was one of the guys that committed because of that or at least, I mean, I'm not going to say that's the only reason why he ended up at Oklahoma, but you kind of get my drift. I think that, you know, things change. I think we forget 
oh my gosh, I'm not going to go off on this rant, but things change much more from 17 to 18 from your senior year of high school to your freshman year of college than they do from like 25 to 26 or 32 to 33. And maybe we're a little bit jaded, but I was just thinking about, for me, how different my life was and the way I saw things from my first year out of high school and what I thought was important going to college in choosing a college and then what ended up being important after my first year. And I wanted to leave school, but I couldn't, right? I, I wanted to go back home, but I couldn't because I just I loved the people around me too much. It was like, man, this is too much fun, and I don't want to regret the what-ifs if I left here. And I can't help but wonder, obviously on a much different scale, as Josh just, Josh just brought up in number three, if something that was such a small percentage of the reason why he would choose his school when he left high school could become a much bigger percentage factor today just based on a year of growth. Good list. Good list. All right, when we come back, we'll get you ready for the Firehouse Subs Top 5 Stories of the Day, have highlights from last night's NFL game. But we also have two suitors in new places, and I feel like we're all rooting for them. We'll talk about it next. Hey, don't write yourself off yet. It's only in your head to feel that out. Look down on Welcome back into the Plank Show. We're on the road. We are uh, celebrating today the Abbott House, and this is the annual basketball coaches' luncheon. I hear rumors that in addition to both Porter Moser and Jenny Baranchek, Kevin Henry could be here today. I mean, I'm not trying to weigh heavy here on, on Kevin, but I mean, I just hear rumors that he's got a pretty close relationship with one of the board members. And I think if you choose not to be here today, Kevin, could be tough. Could be tough. Uh, Josh, can we get a couple of quick texts before we wrap up our number one? Just say, Kevin, Embassy Suites. You know, you can take either that Robinson Street exit and turn left and get here. I don't want to get you in trouble, man. I'll be here to support this uh, great entity. While you dig those, I wanted to read uh, one here from my man, I believe, Crimson. Right, so we believe, do we feel like Lebby can't get another quarterback ready for next season if Williams leaves? I mean, with Lebby coming, all the QBs are starting brand new with his new OC and his scheme. My two cents, I'm probably way off. No, 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 I, I think there's plenty of time. You don't have to be at your best in spring. There's, you know, there's incremental steps that you will take. Hey, I got confirmation that Kevin's coming, just so you know. So we guilted him into getting here. Um, but but the thing is, Josh, you got plenty of time. You got plenty of time um, to get a guy ready. And I think, listen, it's a whole new offense. It's a whole new language you have to use. There's going to be some elements that will carry over. Obviously, uh, I think I've watched that video of Jeff Levy now 50 times where he talks about all, ball always starts in the belly of the running back and how there is you know a specific way in which you pivot and the the level with which the football needs to be you know and all these things that are so specific to the success of his offense from the quarterback. So yeah, it's it's precise, but I also think there's time to learn that. I, I wouldn't panic on the timing of this yet. I think there's plenty of time to get a quarterback ready for next year. You ready for a couple of these uh, texts? Let's let's do it. Air Comfort Solutions text line. This really shows you the yin and yang of the right. text line. So we get this text. The two fingers, peace sign, and photos of Caleb and Coach Muleshoe both are communicating via phones. He gone to ah. USC. 
Ah, okay. So they have their um, they have their secret way of communicating with each other that my man has cracked the code. I like it. And then you get this text. You all are making a story out of nothing. He isn't going anywhere. Oh, my God. Please stop. <laughs> I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Um, I just – listen, I – I still subscribe to the Vincent K. McMahon theory of life. If you don't want to be here, go. Right? If And that's not being mean. That's not being a jerk. I want you to be happy. I want everyone to wake up and be excited about what's in front of them. I know it's a BS mindset, but by God, I want to believe that. And if you're dragging yourself somewhere and you don't want to be there, don't go. My gosh. And I don't feel like I need to beg you to stay. Please don't go anywhere. But I sure would love to watch him play at Oklahoma. And, my man, it is a story. It absolutely is, and it will be. Because, to me, having 13 is a major difference maker between maybe a top 15 team and a top 5 team next year. Don't forget, we got Bob Stoops tonight at Rudy's with Teddy and Gabe. Should be a fun night. Hope you'll join us from 6 to 8 out at Rudy's here in Norman. Quick break, Hour 2, Firehouse Subs, top 5 stories of the day next.